Sounds like you're going to an upscale pizza place. You're not going to Domino's. That's true. No one goes to Domino's. People end up at Domino's. I just ordered from Domino's the other day. What? Why? Because I was sad. Is, is there no pizza? Is there no pizza elsewhere in Seattle? Papa John's does it deliver. <laughs> is that a good enough reason? I know she told me she loves me. Hey, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's the Lisa Frank of New Jersey, Catherine Cogart. Rainbow unicorns, everyone. How are you going to get the New Jersey part in there? Uh, I don't know. What's in New Jersey? I don't know that much about New Jersey. Clerks uh, 2, rainbow <laughs> unicorns. <laughs> Clerks 1 and 2. Uh, <laughs> the Campbell Soup Plant. Uh, let's oh. see. Much of the scent industry. Uh, that giant stadium. Great. Oh, oh my God. Lisa Frank lip balm. There you go. Perfect. Yes. Mil- mil- bringing it all together. I'm so glad this game of introduction Mad Libs finally worked out. <laughs> well, well, today we're here to talk about something very different that came out of the big Lisa Frank New Jersey introduction Mad Libs doomed to fail game. Yep. That title from the Mad Lips game. <laughs> and today we are talking about wardrobes, the place to keep your clothes when no other place uh, will have them. Oh, that's the saddest thing I have ever heard about wardrobes. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. What are, what are some other things you've heard about wardrobes? Just so I can compare. Uh, some are made of mahogany and some are made of oak. Okay. Who told you that? Who told me that? Yeah, who told my you that? My mother once told me that. It's an old saying my mom used to say. It's a Some wardrobes are made of mahogany. Passed down through the generations. <laughs> when you turn 13, she invites, <laughs> invites you into her office and <laughs> tells it to you very. No, first, she puts on some music so no one can hear her. <laughs> she grabs me very hard by the wrist <laughs> so I pay attention to her. <laughs> Catherine, this is important. They have ears everywhere. <laughs> who who has ears? It's not important. Not wardrobes. It's another thing I know about wardrobes. Where they don't but, have ears. Yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> and who told you that? That was your father on your 15th birthday, I Yes. Say. Yes. I had always suspected, but he confirmed it. Here's a great idea. Here's mm. what your parents should have done. Is uh, When you turn 13, your mo- mother invites you into her office, yeah, yeah. goes through the spiel, lets you know that this is very important, this secret. And then... <laughs> When you turn 15, two years later, your dad invites you into his office, turns the music on, holds you close, makes you understand, look him in the eye and says, your mother is crazy. (laughs) I let you believe that for two years just because she wanted it. But like, it it doesn't, it doesn't work. Trust me. It's all nutso. (laughs) Wait, so are you telling me that wardrobes are not made of mahogany or oak? Uh, Sometimes they're made of ash. Nice Uh, ones would be made of ash. Birch. Uh, And then, of course, pine. The lesser of the wardrobes. It's the uh, the t- no, oh, you got no, it. No, the Seattle's best coffee <laughs> of wardrobe. Woods. Right. It's it's inaptly named because you would never pine for a pine wardrobe. Oh, oh, that was good. That was good. Thank you. Take yourself a bow, sir. 
<laughs> I study words semi-professionally. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I assume you don't have a wardrobe. I mean, I have a wardrobe, but I don't have a, a wardrobe to keep my wardrobe in. Okay, I'm going to put a pin in uh, the outer layer of that wardrobe. And I'd like you to tell me a little about your, your, the wardrobe you have. Oh, uh, Just well, for funsies. I'm interested. It's very varied. Like, I, yeah. I go all around the style map because I think that's important. You told me once. You oh, outlined no. this. And I, I think we... I <laughs> often lie. So be careful. <laughs> oh, no. It's all coming to the fore. Um, <laughs> you explained to me your system for dressing uh, <sighs> that involved... Uh, dressing in like a very fancy way. You you have a, a a lovely fashion sense, I think. Thank you. Um, Thanks. And and you would express it fully. What was it? Two days a week. Mm. And uh, explain the system to me. Okay. This is when I was still in school. Uh, mm-hmm. so I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday are dressed professionally, like mm-hmm. like a person. <laughs> Excuse me. Friday is dressed like dress up, but dress fun. Right, so wear something a little crazy. Yeah, you're, uh, w- so is this like dress like you're going to go to a, a club or dress like you're going to go to a fun party or dress like you're going to hang out with some wacky moms somewhere? Probably wacky moms. Okay. But I would invite other Because my mom dresses people. fun, but she wouldn't be, you know, like allowed in a club. Yeah, probably like some wacky moms going to a bridal shower. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, yeah. Like if I have some insane headpiece. That I've been wanting to wear, like some extremely ridiculously ornate clip or something that I just don't have the guts to wear every day. I'm wearing it on Fashion Forward Friday. Fashion Forward Friday. This makes sense. Yes. Okay. So we didn't we didn't finish up. Uh, you say so Monday, Wednesday, professionally. Uh, uh-huh. That sounds like um, some slacks and uh, sure. nice. Uh, I'm more of a skirt I, I, person. Okay. A, a professional skirt. Yes. Uh, below the knee. Um, and uh oof, give me a look there you're like well if i have fine to, <laughs> i barely have legs in the first place it doesn't matter <laughs> uh yeah you probably wouldn't have done well with those nuns in uh in, in catholic school they're measuring it and they're like our ruler goes down to your ankle <laughs> you're like, it's not my fault the legs are short <laughs> nope nothing but ankle length skirts <laughs> oh. no uh, and then Tuesday, Thursday, jeans and t-shirt is fine. Mm. Okay. So what, what, what was the weekend plan? Weekend plan? Well, depends what I'm doing. If it's a study weekend, t-shirts. If it's a fun weekend, clubbing or fashion forward mom or <laughs> whatever my spirit tells me to do. Because that's At my time. time. <laughs> that's for you. Keep that. That's Take for that. Me. Yeah. Uh, obey your thirst. Um <laughs> No. It's my saying. It's mine. I'm still not going to obey my thirst. Well, you do what you want, but... Stop telling me to obey my thirst, then. I'm just trying to share my wisdom with you. I'm going to keep resisting this. That's fine. That's fine. You'll come to the way eventually. The way of your dark secret? (laughs) At the time you told me about this system, I thought you were crazy pants banana town. (laughs) 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 Fair. That, but but actually hearing it now again it, 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 i sort of buy it because i'm picturing it like a, a pie chart of you know like here's your fashion forward mom bridal shower yes and and it's divided in thirds and then the second third is is uh funzos and the third <laughs> the third one is uh 
boring stan. Boring, boring a stan. Yes. Yeah, boring a stan. Yeah, there it is for Borat's from. <laughs> yeah, that movie was a little slow. <laughs> I think I might be the only person who was really bored by Borat. Uh, yeah. I mean, this this is a podcast about wardrobes, so we'll, we'll go over this quickly. But I, uh, I think the official doom to fail stance is that Borat was not that great. Overrated. Eh. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, High-pitched voice, Tim voice, excuse me, yeah. high-pitched Tim voice. <laughs> that's our Borat stance. Yes. Okay. Boy, that's our stance on a lot of things. <laughs> I think we should add some features. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Talking about wardrobes on the Doom to Fail podcast. Exterior wardrobes, in this case. What's an exterior wardrobe? It's the uh, one that contains the interior wardrobe, which is what we just discussed. Oh! Okay. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back in a moment. We're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about wardrobes. Um, exterior. <laughs> wardrobes, comma, exterior. The wood and ones. the pie chart for these wardrobes goes, uh, 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 what, probably 75% pine, uh, 20% mahogany. No, 20% oak, 5% mahogany, 4% mahogany, 1% other. Raised eyebrow. <laughs> Who knows? Um, where's cardboard? Is cardboard in the 1%? Uh, yep. Cardboard owns ninety nine percent of the wealth. The <laughs> don't shake your head at me. That was fine. No, that was great. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you have all that, all that wardrobe wealth. Here's the thing about a wardrobe. It's it's a very um non standard piece of furniture, right? This is why I assumed you didn't have one. Which is a fair it, assumption. Yes, it is. It the reason that it sits most largely in our minds. Uh in 19th century England is because the only real vestige we have of it still is the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. What and now? So, I haven't heard of this. What's that? I don't know. Huh. It's weird. I, I like this This concept popped into my head and now it's gone. Oh, that's weird. Um, all, I, all I really have left is vague images of irritating, immature, angry school children and uh, Christian parables. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. You know, you should read uh, His Dark Materials instead. That was a blast. Magician's nephew. That was my favorite of the, uh, yeah. His dark materials. Oh, it's all in that. Oh, except hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Go on. I'll just keep going for a while. <laughs> all right. So you've got you've got the seven Narnia books: Magician's nephew, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. Wait. Wait! Don't, don't tell we'll me. Just, uh, Hosted by Paula Poundstone, Peter Sagal. <laughs> Uh, Alonso Bowden, and uh, of course, Carl Castle. Of course. Doing the voicemail for this podcast. Not this one. Oh, sure. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one. Oh. Hi, this is Carl Castle uh, talking to you from the Doom to Fail podcast. Not even do doing my very, very best Tim Dobbs impression. It's very good because I am a professional newscaster. Doom to Fail isn't here right now. That's why they're just talking on and on and on. 
And uh, so leave a message and uh, come back next week and uh, you'll probably meet them then. This has been the Carl Castle doing the Doom to Fail podcast. Away message. Thank you. And this has been Free Association, the podcast. Thank you. Why won't you? (laughs) Please say some things. You've got to save me from from this whirling wheel in my head. Okay. I'm going to stop the wheel. And I don't know what we've landed on. We'll look back in a second here. Big money, big money, big money, big money. No way we stop. (laughs) And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, wardrobes and where one will commonly find wardrobes. I have not seen a single wardrobe since I graduated college, except in Ikea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing them in Ikea as well. Uh, when we all did our, <laughs> oh shoot, we have to fill this whole apartment routine. Uh, I love that routine. You saw wardrobes in college, though. That is surprising to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Um, like <laughs> in <laughs> every, uh, uh, it's oh my god, it's like in every dorm room. If there's no closet, there's definitely a wardrobe. Right. So we're, we're, we're hitting on this now, right? So a wardrobe is essentially a closet replacement, right? Yes. It's a, it's a closet that... Is, a, a, well, it's an external closet. Yeah. A closet is an embedded wardrobe. True. Yes. Yes. Um, so this is, the great, this is the great injustice of the wardrobe, um, is that if you live in a very small area such as a dorm room, or someplace that is so limited, so limited that not even the small dignity of a closet is allotted to you. Not even a place where you can keep your things, a place of one's shirt's own. Um, you think a wardrobe is a good solution here because you can, you know, it's, it's an external closet. It's a, it's a box that allows you to hang things and like, you know, kind of let you keep it all in order. It's, a, yes. it's, a, it's sort of like a desk organizer that is really big and up on the wall. Um, yes. But... A wardrobe is a towering edifice. That when we were trying to uh, figure out how we could fit all our clothes into our tiny little San Francisco apartment, um, we saw one of those IKEA wardrobes and we thought maybe that's a good solution. A little bit of high tim voice, and due to the high tim voice, or perhaps tipped off by it, we did not get it. We were unsure, and uh, the reason was it would have just overtaken our room. There are these these massive things that just like tower over everything and they're yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it because oh, yeah. they're that big yeah and so the lesson the wardrobe has to teach us is that life is hard and you can't solve you're not having a closet with a wardrobe because all it's going to do is invade your already very small space it kicks you when you're down oh it does yeah ah. this is this is this is what i take away from wardrobes is that they are they are there to teach us that <laughs> sometimes you're just it's not going to be so great. Just work hard. I love that you have personified the wardrobe as like this cruel headmaster that looks over you and tisks, tisks in disapproval. It, 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 it insists on itself and in doing so insists, it, it becomes a very constant reminder physically. It embodies the reminder that you are not in a place where you can live comfortably. Ah, yeah, it's, that's true. Mm. That's that's oh that's pretty poignant. Yeah, it's insulting. Wardrobes. <sighs> God, you can't can't do a thing with them. <laughs> is an ottoman a wardrobe? Uh, an ottoman is a footstool. Uh what's a hutch? A hutch is like a wardrobe except for dishes. 
Really? Well, in my experience. Okay. I think uh, Hutch seems pretty, I feel like it's like den in the same way where it's like, it sort of describes something that a lot of people have, but don't necessarily have a solid oh name for. Oh my God, for. there's a whole list of these words. Uh, give me five. Kiosk. Okay. Uh, I, I disagree, but go on. Kiosk is like the most ill-defined word ever. Uh, well, isn't that the point of the word kiosk? Is it's a thing that's sort of popped up it's and... It's just like, there are just these like miscellaneouses that we all just sort of put things in. Yeah, I agree with that, but I support that. I think the language, uh, the more of those the language has, the better. I, I think it makes the language less ex- less accessible because you have to memorize a set of things that fit in that box. Huh. You know, you're right, I guess, to some extent. I think kiosk is pretty generic, but I was writing a cover letter recently, and I was writing things... Um, I was trying to genericize words to sort of explain the scope of you know something I'd worked on. And uh, what that ended up doing really was make it impossible for anyone who didn't wasn't already in the field to understand what the hell was going on. Yes. Because it's sort of just like, all right, so now I'm no longer talking about physical things. I'm talking about broad concepts people don't get. Yes. And so that's the issue with the kiosk as well. Uh, I mean, I can see how it can be a boon, but it can also be a bane. For example. Man, boon-bane combo. (laughs) This is epic. Uh, I was trying to communicate to a like English or Spanish-speaking company, and most of them don't speak English. So I was mm-hmm. trying to write really simple sentences so that they would they wouldn't get tripped up putting it into like a like a translator or like Google Translate yeah, yeah. or something. Um, and I was like, can't write. And I, I mean, I was thinking I didn't had no reason to write kiosk, but I can't use a word like kiosk because that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Yeah, that is a weird. Yeah, fair enough. But you you could say stall or yeah, I don't know. You're right. You're right. I mean, this is but this is this is the majesty of the language, right? And this is why nerds like things is because, um, you know, if you're a language nerd, you like words because you you start to understand the nuance that you can grasp by picking out these sort of more abstract concepts and rearranging the physical world in your head. Well, I feel like one person came up with the way that they organize kiosk in their head, and then they've imposed that on everybody else. That's not fair. I don't think it's an issue of fair. I think think this is... This, let us take a lesson from the wardrobe. Life is hard, Catherine, and sometimes there's hard work to be done. Yeah. And sometimes your apartment is just not big enough, and it stinks. (laughs) And sometimes I think the way that you try to uh, organize the world is just going to be very, very different from someone else does. And that is that is the very nature of communication and why it's not very easy to communicate with someone or be a great writer or whatever is because we're all using an inexact tool such as language or gestures or whatever to communicate something that uh, is in our head that does not naturally take a language format. Chit is another word like this. <laughs> Come back after the break to hear the next three. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment on the Dude to Fail podcast. <laughs> We're back. Oh my goodness, you've thrown it all off. 
Well, now you have to do the lead-in. And oh. I'll let you in on a little secret. This is the hardest part of the show. Okay. Because we were just talking about nothing. We're back. Period. Tim, what do you have to say? Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great to be back. Oh, good. Welcome back. Where'd you go? Thanks. Um, oh, just around. Uh, you know, just checking things out. I went down to the store. Uh, yeah, I found myself. That was nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah, ah. there's a good park. I'm so glad we recorded the first two sections of this episode three years ago and then went on a Buddhist Tibetan journey. Yeah, it was worth it. I really feel like... I really feel a oneness. And I'm a little less upset about the wardrobe thing now. Oh, good. Because, I mean, you had a lot of built-up feelings. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've come to accept that... Again, I've learned the wardrobe's lesson. And the wardrobe's lesson is... Try, fail, try again, fail better. It was also Samuel Beckett's lesson. Don't make your wardrobe out of pine. Uh, yeah, and that too, because that's crummy. Don't get it from Ikea. Particle board, really, in a wardrobe. <sighs> Do you hate yourself? Mm-hmm. I think it is, it's, it's a particularly upsetting piece of furniture to have from Ikea because it, it so evokes a, uh, a, a richer time, a classier time. And then here we are with Ikea goods. It's, yeah, it's depressing. It's my lion head credenzas all over again. Uh, yeah, how many uh, Can I lion admit something? Heads? I don't oh. know what a credenza is. <laughs> Isn't it it's some kind of table, I think? That sounds okay. Why are there lion heads on the table? I need to uh, use you... the table for table space. I always kind of assumed that they would be kind of on the posts, like the table has posts and so the lion heads are on the four corners. So they're like on their heads, they're lions doing handstands? Yes, that's kind of cool. Or it's a single lion doing a handstand. Yes, handstand (laughs) lion table. That actually sounds like a really awesome piece of furniture. I would totally own that. (laughs) Well, good, because you invented it and you've been insisting you want it low these past 50 episodes. (laughs) Every single episode I mention it. And I've been building it for you for Christmas. Way to ruin the surprise. Aww, you're the best friend ever. Well, not anymore. I think a surprise ruin doesn't mean you're not the best friend. It's the thought that counts, right? Really? I've always been told different. So many friends lost. So much friendship down the drain. (laughs) You're only friends if you can surprise them. Exactly. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Because you give up on them otherwise. <laughs> just like uh, just like loved ones, right? You know? Uh, if, if, you don't have, if you don't have the exact same spark that you had that first second of meeting, what's the point? Yeah, the I point? usually just burn them. <laughs> well, that's, that's um, much more environmentally friendly because otherwise they just end up in a dump. <laughs> uh, so I've looked up what a credenza is and, and listeners may be interested to know that it is... If a wardrobe is like an external closet, a credenza is like an external bank of cabinets. It's like if you just sort of took them out and set them on the floor. Yes. The pro of a credenza being that it doesn't take any more floor space up than a counter if it were there would. Yes, exactly. And, but it's, it's sort of portable. Yes. And so you can set it anywhere. So and frankly, it's better s- than a counter. Oh, you tell those counters. <laughs> They think they know everything just because they're part of the structure of the house. Nope. They don't know anything. They're counters. Nothing. They're inanimate. They're, they're inanimate. Exactly. And yet so much sass. It's, 
Oh my god, my counter the other day just said the most hurtful comment. What was it? It was about my weight. Were you were you cutting up chocolate bars and then melting them down into all of your drinks again? Because <laughs> uh, the counter knows. The counter can see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. You caught mm. me. Got you again. No! <laughs> hmm. You, so your parents don't have uh, uh, a wardrobe of any kind? No. No. I feel like... I think my grandma did but she had a lot of like kind of old-timey things she had a cedar uh chest and a walk-in cedar closet in the attic that was really something huh cedar everywhere no moss to be seen so i don't know if this is a a true fact but i'm gonna say it anyway (laughs) go on okay uh i think that closets are a relatively new innovation which is why wardrobes are so old-timey Oh, see, that makes sense. Yeah. I would buy that. I Yeah, I guess I'm not sure either. But it makes sense from just a, I don't know, an architectural standpoint. A closet involves a lot of uh, sort of juggling the floor plan, you know? Yeah, yeah. Plus extra walls and stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know the way that they make it work in your uh, apartment complex. But in mine, they kind of solve that problem by putting the bathroom next to the closet so that they sort of together make a square you know yeah and then the whole thing sort of jerks into some shared neighbor space who gets to hear all of this podcast every time we record as far as i know well he or she must be a huge fan yeah i take that as uh the fact that i haven't gotten pounding on the wall i take that as a positive (laughs) itunes review five pounds on the wall (laughs) exactly well, I feel like that's negative. I think I think every pound on the wall is like subtracting a star. Mm, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is how iTunes reviews work. Yeah. And every word that uh, she would say to me is like subtracting one word from uh, the sentence. The Dubnafell podcast is super great and totally amazing. And I love listening to it every week. Yep. Yeah. That's the sentence. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. Uh... I don't know. Too late. <laughs> Show's already over. That was wardrobes, and we uh, had a great we time. We had fun. Did I you? Hope you did too, listener. Hmm. Did you really? I. Yeah. To what degree are you likely to trust someone when they seem like they had fun? Uh. In a social engagement, why? you're not like super close with them. Oh, if I'm not super close with them, zero yeah. percent. That doesn't mean that's just nothing words that they said. <laughs> so like you, uh, I don't know, you, you, you meet up with a friend of a friend for coffee. Maybe they're just in town or whatever. And uh, you, you had a great chat for 30 minutes and then you go, oh, yeah, this was great. And they said, this is fun. And you go, mm-hmm. And then you assume that they hated it. <laughs> I assume that it was totally neutral. They neither felt like they wasted their time or felt like they did anything productive with their time. Totally 100% neutral. <laughs> if How they text trip? me afterwards, if anyone ever texts me afterwards, hey, thank you for coming, or hey, I really enjoyed that. Thank you for inviting me. Then that means something. Oh, yeah. Very few no, this is, do that. This is why follow-up notes are important. Yeah. And you know the other thing? What gets me, and it, it should be cheesy, but I like it. The smiley face at the end of the text. Oh, I'm going to keep yeah. that in mind. 
There you go. I had a great time. Smile. Smiley face. It's not cheesy. Well, I'll be sure to send you a smiley face text after this uh, podcast is over. And listeners, feel free to send us a smiley face any way, which way you can. We're on Twitter. We are on Twitter. (laughs) What are you? You're uh, Catherine Isabel? I am Catherine Isabel. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-I-S-A-B-E-L. There you go. And I'm Tim S. Dobbs. And those are our Twitter handles. There this has go. been the Twitter report on the Doom to Fail podcast. And until next time, that's Catherine Kogut over there. Tim Dodge, right over here. Bye. Bye bye.